You're listening to The Bob and Bo Show. Here are your hosts, Ty Bob, Ty Bo, and Sean. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I am Ty Bob, joined by Sean. No Ty Bo for this NFL Week 13 show. We're doing a little split here uh, due to some scheduling conflicts. But uh, make sure, if you have not, to go back and listen to the Chiefs show because you do get Ty Bo and his top fives in that episode. This episode we are bringing you uh, the preview for nfl week 13 it's slated to be a banger we got some good picks coming up here um that you don't you don't want to miss you got to get your parlays ready right and uh tybo did go 13 and 3 last week so maybe that's a guy maybe you want to ride the hot hand maybe you want to fade him because he's tend to go up and down you know so uh he will not do that again oh no he will not be going 13 and 3 again but we do have some news that we need to start off with. A lot of it coming from Adam Schefter this week. There's not a ton of news out there. Uh, but this one from Adam, uh, he had stated that the Falcons tight end Kyle Pitts underwent his season-ending knee injury on Tuesday. Uh, so we've talked about him going on IR. He is now definitely done. We also have another player ruled out from Adam Schefter. It was Rams defensive tackle Aaron Donald who was ruled out for the game uh, against the Seahawks on Sunday. So it uh, it does tend to show that once you play the Chiefs, better watch yourself. <laughs> so, uh, you're going to you're going to lose some players. Um in other injury news also cutting coming from Adam Schefter, uh let's see here. Uh Aaron Rodgers did not practice on Tuesday. As of Wednesday, Packers head coach Matt LaFleur said he does expect Aaron Rodgers to play against the Bears on Sunday. So maybe a little tidbit there for Sean when just the tip comes up here very shortly. Uh, But Aaron Rodgers expected to play. Did not break a rib, puncture a lung, as many people uh, were expecting. Um, And in our final bit of news here, coming from Sports Illustrated on Instagram, maybe want to talk about this one just a little bit because New York, a New York lawmaker is wanting to move the jets to Queens. Uh, Senator Joe Adebo jr. Is pushing for a new stadium to be built in the Willits point Queens area per Matt Mazio of legal sports report. His envision includes a stadium with a capacity of about 70 to 80,000 people with a casino right beside it to bolster revenue, massive, massive news that we're talking about there. I mean, in, in the heart of Queens where so many people live, work, it's a very populated area. It, w- it would be fair to say that a franchise would do well there. And taking the league from 30, 31 stadiums to 32 would also f- be really cool. I'm really tired of seeing MetLife. It, it would still be, a, it would go from 30 to 31, right? With uh, SoFi? Oh, it would. Yeah, I forgot that they, they trimmed it down. So we'd be back to 31. Um, yeah, that'd be, that'd be really interesting. I think that the Jets would then become New York's team just for the fact that they're, they're actually in New York. 
as much as I would want to say that, the Jets will never be New York's team. Unfortunately, they just never will. The Giants have been there from the beginning. Um, the the Jets came in right around the same time as the Texans, right? Yeah. yeah I so I mean, I like so, yeah. 20, 28, 29 years old. Oh no, um, they were they're older than that. Are they? They're in the sixties. Yeah. So that would have been a lot earlier. Let's take a look at this real quick. The, the only reason I know that is because. I know a former kicker for the Jets. Yeah, they became a part of, uh, they were a part of the AFL from 60 to 69 and then became a, a representative of the National Football League in the 70s. So, yeah, they are much older than uh, the Texans uh, who became a part of the league. Um, that was... Uh, back in 2002 so yeah much 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 older i thought they i thought they'd come in around the same time so it's possible um although that's the the new york football giants are deeply deeply rooted um in new york culture as much as new york deserves a team um neither one of those teams represent new york well and they're in jersey too <laughs> that's true that is the news uh, for this week. Like I said, there's not a lot. Um, we do have the Thursday night game that has already been played uh, by the time you're hearing this, but uh, it's coming up later tonight for us. Um, so won't have any stardoms and sit-ems for that, but let's turn this one over to Sean, who can help you out with the weekend. Coming back at you again with just the tips. We had a fantastic week last week. We're going for two weeks in a row for the first time ever. Let's see if it happens. I'm very hopeful it'll happen. I do not know if it'll happen though, because these are a lot of picks that play up and down a lot. So we'll see. But starting off with quarterbacks, Justin Fields is back this week. He's going to play against the Packers. It looks like this is the time that the Bears can finally overtake the Packers. I know they've been losing a lot, but look for him to have a big game. Maybe not as much passing with Darnell Mooney out, but definitely a lot of rushing. Look for him to really show that he is the future for the Chicago Bears and finally win another game. Next quarterback we have here is Trevor Lawrence going up against Detroit in Detroit. Detroit's defense still is not the best. Trevor Lawrence, big comeback last week against the Ravens. Look for him to build off that in his second year in Jacksonville. They're finally putting some things together, and I expect him to have a pretty decent game. At least 20 fantasy points. And the last quarterback on the stardom for the week is Jimmy G. Going, going up against Miami. Kind of a not really a revenge game, but a game where Mike McDaniels is back playing against San Francisco. Who knows, man? He knows Jimmy G a little bit. Of course, Miami's secondary is not the best. We'll see if they actually pass the ball a lot or if they're going to uh, stick to running the ball most of the game. But I feel that Jimmy G is going to have a great game and score some fantasy points for you there. Moving on to running backs here, we have Alvin Kamara against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, usually this is a pretty low-scoring game. Gonna be honest with you, pretty shitty game, but it is a very competitive division game. 
that they will get up for. And past few games, Kamara has not been playing that well. So look for him to finally break one off and have a good game against the Buccaneers. I was going to say, Kamara has not had a good season so far. He's only had about two or three games where he's really popped off and had a good one. But other than that, he's been in the low teens for most of the year, if not below 10. So I'm expecting high teens or 20 somewhere in there for him this week. Kenneth Walker III against the Rams in L.A. Look, Aaron Donald is out. Big problem for the Rams there. Rams are on, I believe, five-game losing streak now. Don't see that changing around for him very much now. And Kenneth Walker, feel like he's going to get a lot of yardage. If he doesn't, he's at least going to score a touchdown or two. They love giving him the ball near the red zone. Look for him to have a big game. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like uh, the Kansas City, or it wasn't like Isaiah Pacheco in the last game got a ton of yards, even on as much usage. But a lot of that has to do with Aaron Donald being able to plug up those gaps and allow backers to come down and fill. Um, with him going out, I, I don't see Kenneth Walker having too many issues. No, not at all. And another running back here that is playing a game with another running back that is in the stardom. Leonard Fournette going up against Nolens. Listen, Tom Brady plays terrible against the Saints for some reason. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about him. But look for them to start running the ball more and Fournette to have a big game. He hasn't been played as much as I thought he would this year. They have Rashad White over there as well, who has had some pretty good weeks over here. But... It's the Fournette time, baby. Look for him to have a good uh, good week this week. Wide receivers here. Starting off with Amon Ra St. Brown. Look, he's going to get you at least seven plus catches, close to 100 yards, give or take a touchdown. This man has been one of the most consistent fantasy producers whenever he is healthy and playing, even with Jared Goff as his quarterback. That's saying something with Jared Goff as your quarterback, man. Playing for the Detroit Lions. He's going to have a good week. I think I think that's a given. I mean, he's averaged, uh, what, nine, ten targets a game Minimum. in the last seven weeks. Uh, so, yeah, he, he's he's going to continue to to perform. Um, just, just put the ball in his hands. Let him do something, man. A little bit of a revenge game for this player is A.J. Brown going up against Tennessee. Now, whenever he was traded, I was shocked especially to the Eagles of all teams. But he has some resentment towards Tennessee for the way they treated him and how they traded him away. I think he's ready to show up and show out this week. Look for him to have a big game. Look for Jalen Hurts to pass him the ball a lot. And he's going to try his hardest to make Tennessee look like a fool for trading him. And the last wide receiver we have here is Christian Watson going up against Chicago. Chicago's defense is still terrible. Don't expect them to hold them to very much. Doesn't really matter if it's Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love in there. They both look like they like passing him the ball. And he has scored a touchdown three weeks in a row now. Yeah, I looked at it earlier. He has scored over 20 points in the past three weeks. Each week. Wow. This is a rookie finally figuring it out. 
Start him. Start him, start him, start him. And tight ends here. Dalton Schultz against Indy. Somehow, the Colts are in primetime again this week. I really thought that game was going to be flexed, but it is the Cowboys. They don't want to flex the Cowboys out for some reason. You'll flex the, you won't flex the Cowboys out, but you, you'll flex the Chiefs out when they play Russell. Uh, it doesn't make sense. That just goes to show you how bad Russell is. They're moving Patrick out <laughs> of primetime. That is... Keeping Matt Ryan in. Yeah. <laughs> that is sad, man. <laughs> and last tight end here for the stardom. Old old man that I've had on here for a long time. Been on the stardom and sit him. He's burned me on the stardom and sit him. Hopefully he doesn't burn me this week. That is Greg Kittle. Greg. Greg, man. He's got to have a good game this week. He wants to still be considered one of the top tight ends in the league, but let's see if he does it. I think he will. Take that to the bank. Start him. Have a good week. Hopefully get in the playoffs with that. If not, if you have him and you're not going to make the playoffs, try to keep somebody else from out of the playoffs. That's what time of year we're, we're in, baby. Moving on to the sit here. These first two quarterbacks should be no surprise to anybody. The first one right here is Aaron Rodgers against Chicago. He said earlier, Ty Bob, he's going to play. He's still hurt. I know he owns Chicago, but if they get just a few big hits on him, look for him to sit out. This could be one of the last times we see Aaron Rodgers starting this year as well. If Green Bay ends up losing, I think they're going to go straight to Jordan Love. They're going to sit him. They're going to sit Rodgers. And you should sit him this week as well. And the second quarterback I was talking about here is another old man, and that is old man Tom Brady. Listen, this is a primetime game. Past his bedtime against the Saints, a team that he plays terribly against every single time. I think, I could be wrong now, I think he's only beat the Saints once as a Buccaneer. Maybe not even that. But look for him to have a terrible game. Look to sit him. And last quarterback right here, Lamar Jackson. Bit of a shocker here for that one. He is going up against the Broncos. Broncos still have a great defense. That's one thing you cannot forget about them. That defense is one of the best in the leagues. And the best in the league. He blew another 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. Not just in the Ravens, but still, a lot of it was on him. Love him. He's in our top five quarterbacks that we have power ranked. But don't think he's going to have a good week this week. Go ahead and sit him. Running backs here. Aaron Jones against Chicago. He is questionable for this game. feel like he's going to play. Without, If Aaron Rodgers plays, he may have a better game. But I don't see much coming from Aaron Jones this week. I think they're going to rely on A.J. Dillon a lot more. He will still have his yardage and catches and runs and everything like that but it won't be as much as you think it will be moving on to Najee Harris against Atlanta listen this man screwed me in a league last week went out at halftime I needed .5 points to tie I cannot rely on that again this week 
they had Benny Snell running whenever he was out, and Benny Snell was getting a lot more yardage than he was. A lot. He looked like the lead running back in Pittsburgh. Najee Harris, injuries throughout the whole entire year. Doesn't matter. You are supposed to be one of the top running backs in the league. You have not proven it this year. I'm going to sit you this week as well as everybody else should. That's what happens when you get too much usage, man. You can only you can only perform so much if you can stay healthy. If you get if you get so many touches, like Derrick Henry is the exception, not the rule. Especially with a shitty offensive line that the Steelers have, not going to be looking good for him. No. Last running back here is Zeke. He's not playing the Giants this week. He's playing the Colts. For how much Jeff Saturday's coaching affects them, they still have a pretty solid defense. So look for them to stop the run. And if any running back is going to have a good game, that is Tony Pollard in that game. Look for him to break a few runs off and have a few big plays and not Zeke. So if you have both those, start Tony Pollard over Zeke, but sit Zeke no matter what. It should be every game. I mean, they've got to get rid of Zeke at this point just to get out from underneath that contract and help out the rest of the team. They need to do something, man. He is not the guy there anymore. Receivers here. We're going to go with Keenan Allen against the Raiders. Now, this is his third game in a row now that he's coming back for. Actually playing this year. It's the Raiders. It's going to be a good division rival game. But I just don't see him having a big game this week maybe later down the road but this week sit keenan Corlin sudden against baltimore i shouldn't have to say much russell wilson is his quarterback he's definitely not going to get multiple touchdowns in this game he may get one but he's not going to get much more than that i'm banking on him getting zero russell wilson's not going to throw a touchdown either but we'll see still don't like him in this game Last receiver here should come as no surprise as Tom Brady is on the sit That is Mike Evans. Listen, for some reason, the Saints destroy Mike Evans every single time. He's only broke 100 yards receiving once against the Saints, and that was back in 2018 with Jameis. That is not good. He has not had more than 64 yards receiving against the Saints with Tom Brady as his quarterback. Those are terrible numbers. I'm going to stick with the trend right here. I think the Saints know how to stop Mike Evans, and they're going to do it again this week. If you're benching Mike Evans and you have the option, your only two options are Jahan Dotson and Darius Slayton. What are you taking? Dotson's going up against the uh, Giants, and Slayton's going up against the Commies. Correct. I'd have to go Slayton. Even coming off the injury? Even coming off the injury. He, uh, I saw a little puff piece about him, him talking about him and his dad and their relationship, and I really liked what I saw there. I think he's a very hard worker, and he puts in the work no matter what. And there's just too many receivers over there in the commies uh, receiving core. And you also have Taylor Heineke, who was averaging 150 yards or less a game. Yeah. Not going to get much work. If he gets any work, it's going to be catching a touchdown. You cannot, that change. you cannot rely I'll on that. I'll take your advice. 
You gotta rely on usage, man. If it screws you, I'm sorry, but Ty Bob, you are still pretty high in your league, so I think you'll be fine no matter what. Oh. And the last two setups of the week are tight ends, obviously. First one is Cole Komet. He did have a few big games this year. It's going up against the Packers. Packers have a pretty solid defense still. Not the best, but serviceable, especially going up against the Bears. Look for Komet to get some red zone targets, but that's about all I can see him doing. Finally, the last one. I'm not going to be there for the Chiefs podcast. I want to make sure we know to sit this guy, and that is Hayden Hurst. Set him. Sit him this week. I don't care what he's saying. I don't care if he's got a long memory for this shit. Listen, Justin Reed can't even get his name right. He's going to be covering him most of the game. I expect Bounce Justin Reed to shut him down. This is what, his third team in three years? Fourth team in four years? Something he doesn't like that. stick around for a reason. He almost retired from football for playing for the Falcons. Found some love because he has Joe Burrow throwing him the ball now, but... Jamal Chase is back. They still have T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. They're going to be going to the receivers a lot more in this game than they are to the tight ends. And I have more faith in Justin Reed than I do Hayden Hurst. Sit Hayden Hurst this week. Take it to the bank. Let me know if I'm messing up with any of your teams. If you make the playoffs or miss the playoffs because of me. That's on, actually on you because you listen to me. You see my record with you see my record with this just the tips. We've had maybe one or two good weeks. It's on the come up. It's on the come up. It's getting better. Slowly but surely. And it's gonna be week two of great stardoms and situms. And that was just the tips. I like it. I like it. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with you as well. See if I can carry on um winning these leagues. And that brings us to our games of the week. Uh, obviously, Tybo is not here, but we are going to uh, – uh, he's given us his picks for Pick'em. He has given us his game of the week here. It is the Commies versus the Giants. It is in MetLife Stadium. A team on the rise with a team that is slightly falling in the Giants. Um, Taylor Heineke is not – like just not putting up the stats – but is willing his team to win. The, the 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 defense is very good, and they're still missing a large piece in their uh, second year now, I guess, or maybe third year. Uh, Chase Young. Nope. Uh, he's back. I know. they're. Oh, he's back? Fine. I, I know he practiced. I didn't know that they were activating him. So that's good news for the commies. Uh, they've got receivers galore. They really just, as much as you like the story from Taylor Heineke, He's just not able to move the ball the way that you want to, especially with the receiving core, with the, with the, with the weapons he has all around. Um, like somebody's got to be able to step in and move the ball, allow these two running backs in in Gibson and and um, Robinson to be able to to do their part, and also to be able to allow Scary Terry and and um, uh, Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, those guys to actually work and move the ball. And the Giants uh, are kind of sitting in the same position. Their receivers are depleted, but they do have a good running back room, a decent offensive line. They've got a good building blocks there. Um, but that's what's going to make this this game really good. 
Yeah, Taylor Heineke has the trust of the locker room right now. The defense plays a lot better for him than they ever did for Carson Wentz. With Chase Young coming back, I expect them to be even better on defense. Can't beat that. And definitely think there's going to be a lot more of a running game for the commies. Sprinkling a few decent passes by Taylor Heineke, but hey, I've said this once, I'll say it again. Taylor Heineke wins games for the commies for somehow. He's a winner. Don't understand it, but I'll take it. I'll take us to my game of the week. Um, and I have chosen the Dolphins 49ers at 305 on Sunday. Uh, two very solid teams. You've got Tua, who's playing far better than anybody has expected of him up to this point. Um, they are 8-0 and when Tua starts, going up against one of the league's best defenses. I, there's, there's not much more you can say about this. This is going to be Tua's ultimate test with this team and the weapons that he has so far this season. This is going to be the uh, decision making game on how far this Tua led Dolphins team can go in the playoffs this season and probably moving forward. Um, This offensive line is going to have to hold. He's going to have to be able to make good decisions. His receivers are going to have to get open. And then on the other side of the ball, the Dolphins defense, which is I'd say upper portion of the league is still going to have to play well against this 49ers team who just for some reason as bad as we think Jimmy G is, is able to continue moving the ball and putting points on the board. Um, And, and this 49ers team, even losing Elijah Mitchell, we've been able to see what they can do running the ball without him, even bringing in Christian McCaffrey, Greg Kittle uh, is able to find the open spaces and much like Travis Kelsey can find the yards after the catch They've got weapons all over the field as well. This is going to be a battle. Probably, I would go out on a limb and say the best game of the weekend. I am ready. I would go out and say that too. Uh, One big thing that we need to watch out for for this game is I believe the Dolphins lost their starting left tackle or left guard, one of the two. That will be a big problem for Tua. See if he can face the pressure of the 49ers. Pressure is going to be a big thing. He's going to have to get mobile this game. Uh, That's probably going to be uh, the key um, to the Dolphins winning is keeping him clean, whether that is whoever the replacement is, is working their tail off or just Tua being mobile and making sure that he's got himself enough time to be able to make that pass. Also, another interesting fact, Mike McDaniels used to be a part of the Shanahan system. He knows that offense pretty well. He's got to tell that defensive coordinator a little something, something. Look out for this. Watch out for that. Who knows? But I'm going to like that. And moving on to my game of the week. Big revenge game just for A.J. Brown, but that is Eagles versus Titans. Listen, Jalen Hurts, you can say whatever you want about him. He's having a very good year, MVP caliber year. Titans, pretty good defense. They usually get up for the big games. This is going to be another big game. The only problem is this is at 12 on Sunday. So we'll see if it is a big game for them or not. Man, I'm just excited about it. I looked it up. Uh, Eagles all 
the rushing record the Eagles had was like 376 or something. They got 363 last week. They're going to try to run the ball even more. They're going to put it in Miles Sanders' hands, Jalen Hurts' hand, and A.J. Brown's hand. hands. Look for them to have a big game. Look for the Eagles' defense to shut down some of the Titans' players, especially Derrick Henry in short yardage runs. Man, we have a pretty damn good slate of games of the week this week. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say any three of these games could be the final game we talk about on the postgame show. I'm still leaning more towards Dolphins Niners, but, man, any of these games could be the game of the week. Three really good games coming up. The rest of the week is also slated to be very good. So let's just jump into this pick them right away. You do know that Tybo won last week. So we do have his picks here. Um, but we're just going to do this. Tybo, I'm going to read his pick last, Sean, because you lost last week. We're going to have you go first. Uh, so that puts me in the middle. Now, we've obviously already picked the Bills game. We actually missed saying that on air during our NFL post game show of week 12. So I'll just say now we've all picked the Bills. It's 5.25 p.m. on Thursday, so the game has not yet kicked off for any of those who think we're going to fake this one. Uh, but right, so we'll we go ahead this... and go out there and say we're all 1-0 on the week. We're all 1-0. Great start to the week. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and uh, kick this one off. We've got, with our first game, the Denver Broncos at noon who head into Baltimore and take on the Ravens. Um, the Ravens are eight-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Hmm. Man, this feels weird going first. I've done this before. When you've said to sit Lamar. <sighs> sit Lamar, but guess what? You don't have Russell Wilson, Ravens. Give me the Ravens. I'm really torn on this game. I feel like this is one that the Broncos can win because the Ravens can end up being one-dimensional and that defense can win you an odd game here and there. I think the Ravens also have themselves a really solid defense, and that's where it comes in handy. Give me the Ravens. Tybo is also going to take them. Uh, so that's Ravens across the board. We'll get to our next noon game. It is our first game of the week. It is the Tennessee Titans who head into Philly to take on the Eagles, who are four-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Listen, A.J. Brown was on the stardom. I can't go away from that. I think he's going to have a big game, and – the Eagles just do not want to lose. They have only lost once this year, surprisingly to the commies of all people, but give me the birds, man. Yeah, the Eagles are good. Uh, I think uh, Jalen is keeping himself well in the MVP mix just strictly because of how much he is willing his team to win. Um, I believe uh, the defensive tackle, correct me if I'm getting the name wrong, uh, it's Davis, I believe is the last name. He, Jordan Davis. Yeah, Jordan Davis. Uh, he has been registered as healthy and started practicing. His 21-day window started today as of Thursday, uh, I believe. So uh, expect for him not to be back this week, but uh, be back very, very soon. Tybo and myself are taking the Eagles, which leads us to our next game. It is. Uh, it was on the verge of being chosen for a game of the week. It is the New York Jets who head into Minnesota and take on the Vikings. The Vikings are three-point favorites at home. 
Damn, this is why I don't like picking first now. Uh, <laughs> it's it's bound to happen. The Vikings lose another game. The Jets still have a very solid defense. They have a more competent quarterback than Zach Wilson in there right now. I wouldn't say he's the most competent for him, but he actually throws the ball to the receivers and doesn't have as many interceptions as one Mr. INT. <laughs> Give me the Vikings. It's a tough choice between the two, most definitely. Um, I'm also going to take the Vikings here. Kirk Cousins at noon is just damn near unbeatable, uh, which leads Tybo into actually taking the Jets here. So we finally got our first mismatch of the group. We go into our next revenge game of the noon hour. It is Deshaun Watson being back in week 13 after his 12-game suspension, heading into Houston to take on his former team in the Texans. The Texans are seven-point dogs at home. Man. Surprised this actually isn't closer, just given the fact that Deshaun Watson hasn't played a game in like 400 days, four or 500 days. Yeah, it... I hate... I do not like the man at all. He's a terrible human being. He's still in the league somehow. But he can throw the ball. He's much better quarterback than Jacoby Brissett. They still have Nick Chubb. They still have Kareem Hunt. Texans have one winner on the year. Uh, I want to pick the Texans so bad. Revenge game against Deshaun Watson. But I just don't see that happening. Give me, give me the Browns. Give me a Browns across the board. I don't think uh, much else needs to be said there. But interesting that he's going to be back. It'll be um, interesting to see how Deshaun Watson performs given the 500 days of no football. He only returned to practice last week. That's the first practice he's had since the preseason. The preseason was the first practice he had had in more than a full season. So we'll have to see where the rust is. He didn't look good in the preseason. Big question about that game is, will the outside noise of the Texans bother Deshaun Watson mentally? Good. Really tough to tell. A lot of things to think about going into this game, not only for NFL fans, but for Deshaun Watson. In our next noon game, it is our next game of the week. We have got the Washington Commies who head into MetLife and take on the Giants. The Giants here are two and a half point dogs at home. They're dogs at home? Dogs at home. Woo! Don't forget, folks, Vegas gives you, if you are a home team, Vegas gives you three and a half. They give you three and a half to start out. Man. Uh, yeah, it seems like this is the time of the year the Giants are really falling off. They still compete in every game, but... Taylor Heineke wins games, man. Give me the commies. I am also going to take the commies in this one. The Giants were in our top 10, but we kind of knew they were a little fraudulent. They remind me a lot of the Steelers a couple of years ago who started 11-0. and um, Worst 11-0 team in NFL history. They surprised a lot of people by being bad. I'm not sure why. I guess people just are uh, there's a lot of casual fans out there that have large mouths shocker go look at twitter but uh but yeah uh tybo here took the giants so now we have got 
two changes to the groups. We'll get to our next noon game. It is the Jacksonville Jaguars heading into Detroit to take on the Lions. The Lions are one-point dogs at home. Lions have been playing much better as of recently. They went on that little winning streak there for a little bit, and they love playing for Dan Campbell. Jacksonville is still Jacksonville. They're always jacking off. So go ahead and give me the Lions. I will also take the Lions, and so will Tybo. So that is three across the board for Detroit. Our next noon game is the Green Bay Packers, who head into Soldier Field and take on the Bears, who are three-and-a-half-point dogs at home. I want this to be the last game Aaron Rodgers ever plays for the Packers, starting-wise. I hope the Bears knock him out of the game. I don't wish for injury to anybody, but I want the Bears to finally say Aaron Rodgers does not own them, and this is a perfect time to do it. This is the game Justin Fields proves he is the guy in Chicago. He's had some big games this year, but if you can beat the Packers at home after you haven't beat them in God knows how long at home, take that opportunity and run with it. Give me Justin Fields and the Bears. Listen, Sean, you and I have the same exact pick so far. It's that way. I just, I like it. I like these times. But uh, Tybo has seemed to pick three different games. He's going to take the Packers to win this game. I just don't believe in Aaron Rodgers at this point. Um, Broken thumb, messed up lungs, like. Hurt oblique. It's going to be tough for the Packers. We'll go to our next game at noon. It is our final noon hour game. It is the Pittsburgh Steelers who head into Mercedes-Benz Stadium to take on the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are one-point favorites at home. Hmm. I really like what I've been seeing from the Steelers as of recently. Kenny Pickett is looking semi-decent. Grant, you have a shitty offensive line. George Pickens makes all the impossible catches. Drops the easy ones. Look for him to have a few highlight plays in this. And for that reason, I'm going to go ahead and take the Stillers. This is a tough game because the Falcons aren't, they're not an awful team. They're second in their division, only behind one game to Tampa because of the bye week. Um, so that should give you a lot of indication, number one, of how bad the NFC is, but also um, that the Falcons are a much better team than they have been in previous seasons. The Steelers obviously having a lot of trouble um, just because TJ Watt is back. I think they've only lost one game with TJ. I'm going to have to side with the Steelers here. They just have a little bit better defense and Tybo is taking the Falcons. So we've got a few more changes by at least one game in the group. We'll jump to our 305 games where they are going to get a little dicey here. We have got the Miami Dolphins in our final game of the week headed into uh, Santa Clara Candle. Uh, I think it's uh, oh, Levi, Levi Stadium taking on the 49ers. The Niners at home are four point favorites. Yeah, this is really, uh, really proving. Do you remember the stat of Tua versus quarterbacks with the the last name thing. Um, the last name or something like that. I, I don't I don't remember the last yeah, I don't remember it off the top of my head. Well anyways, he broke it this year against Josh Allen. Beat them. Don't think he's gonna beat Garoppolo though. 
he may have a much better game than Garoppolo, but the Niners defense is so good. You got Christian McCaffrey as well. You don't have to rely solely on Jimmy G. This is where this is where we break the deadlock. Because no, I'm gonna take the wait, Dolphins. Wait. You are taking the Dolphins? Okay. I'm taking okay. the Dolphins. Alright, alright. I'm taking I like the Dolphins. That. Finally, in the three o'clock games. Three o'clock games are where it gets split. I like the Dolphins here. The offense is much more uh, high-powered than what they've got in the Niners. I think the Dolphins' defense is good enough to kind of stop the firepower that's going on in San Francisco. Tybo disagrees with me and agrees with Sean. He's taking the Niners here. We'll get to our next 3 o'clock game. It is the Seattle Seahawks who head into SoFi and take on the Rams. The Rams are seven-point dogs at home. Can't pick the Rams again. Keep that losing streak going. Give the Lions a good pick next year because you traded all your draft picks away. Give me the Seahawks. That makes it uh, Seahawks across the board. Uh, pretty, pretty cut and dry here, I think. Our next game would be the Chiefs and Bengals. However, we've already picked that one over on the Chiefs show. If you haven't listened to that, go back and do that. Chiefs versus Bengals. You want to hear everything about that. That is that is everybody's game of the week here. No matter what, we can't choose the Chiefs game because we do that for an actual show. So make sure you get all the info covering that game. Our next game. That will, at- that will be the best game of the week for sure. Hands down. Our next game, uh, 325, is going to be the L.A. Chargers who head into Vegas and take on the Raiders. The Raiders are one-point favorites at home against this Chargers team. I can't pick the faders. Give me the Chargers. I don't know why anybody would pick the Chargers. I don't know what Vegas is thinking here by giving uh, a one-point game away. I Jump on this. Jump on this. Put your savings on it. Not really. Don't don't do that. But put don't ever it, put your savings on the Chargers or Raiders. Don't, don't do that. But if you got a little extra cash, throw it on the Chargers here. Especially with that plus one, you're going to walk away a big big winner. Um, for some reason, Tybo doesn't think that and is putting his money on the favorites for the Raiders. I think Tybo thinks the Chargers will win, but he's going to pick opposite of that and go ahead and pick the Raiders. Second to last game we've got here. It is the Indianapolis Colts. It's a it's a Saturday on Sunday. They head into AT&T Stadium to take on the Dallas Cowboys, who are 10 and a half point favorites at home. This game should have been flexed out. I don't know why it's not. We get the Colts two weeks in a row on primetime. Jeff Saturday pretty much blew it last time. He had three timeouts left and take a single one. I... I'm going to go with the Cowboys, man. Saturday's got these these guys playing a little bit better, but they can only be so good with how bad they are. Give me the Cowboys here. Tybo's taking them as well. Uh, it should be a close game uh, just because the, the Indianapolis defense is pretty decent, but um, we'll have to see how that one pans out. And in our final game of the week, it is the Monday night football game. The New Orleans Saints head into Tampa and take on the Buccaneers, who are four-point favorites at home. Ooh, uh, the Saints have always owned the the Bucks with Tom Brady there. For some reason, it looks like they win one, lose one or two, get back on the winning track. I'm gonna go ahead and go with the Saints. I have to take the Bucks here. That division is bad, but the Saints are really, really bad. Andy Dalton, not a good quarterback. 
Um, even with they the have to play Jameis this game, man. They're not going to. They're not going to. But man, the storyline for that. It'd be great. It would be. I'd love to see it get Tom Brady out. High scoring game at that point. Would be. Um, Tybo is going to agree with me. He has also taken the Bucks for this game. And that's it for your weekly pick'em. Like I said, folks, week 13, we have got some games here. So make sure your butts are in seats. You've got your barbecue or whatever football snack that you've got going on. I'm going to be smoking me a pork butt. Ooh. We're going to have a good time. Yes, sir. You better be watching Red Zone, too. Oh, Red Zone will be on until 3 o'clock. And at that point, strictly Chiefs. At that point, Chiefs <laughs> Like I said, folks, if you've missed it, go back and listen to the Chiefs show. It is the game of the week versus the Bengals. Jamar Chase is going to be back. We have got shit talking on Twitter that we need to cover or have covered. So make sure that you go back and listen to that. It's going to be rambunctious and rowdy. It's a rivalry, somewhat of a rivalry now. Revenge game from the AFC Championship. That one's going to be exciting. Make sure that you check us back out on Wednesday as we bring you our post-game report covering everything that happened over the week. And as always, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs!